Welcome to the HMO Success Podcast. My name's Wendy, and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. Hello, I wanted to do a video today for you about project management. Um, so this is a question that's cropped up a couple of times from people asking whether it's worth them paying extra for somebody else to project manage their refurb or their build cost, uh, their build project. And it's a really good question because I think when you're first starting out on HMOs, um, you know, you want to be as careful as possible with your budget and you want to make sure that it, it stretches the furthest that it can. So should you use the skills of an independent project manager to help you manage your project or should you do it yourself or should you trust the builder to project manage? So I thought today I would just run down the 10 things which I think a good project manager will do for you. And whether this is uh, an independent person that you pay or you have a, a builder who's good and experienced at project management and will bring in all those different trades. Uh, these are the things that you should be thinking about and evaluating whether it is something that you would like to do and think you've got the skills to do or whether it'd be better to pay somebody else to do them. So today's video is all about project management. Should you use another person to do the project management or should you do it yourself? So the first thing I would say is it partly depends on the size of the project. If you're doing a project which is less than about 30 or 40,000 pounds, it's not gonna be a huge refurb. I mean, I know that sounds like a lot of money to spend, but believe you me, we've done projects that run into the hundreds of thousands of pounds. So doing something at that level is going to be less demanding in terms of the risks and in terms of the overall size of the project. So I think that's something that with training and guidance and advice and following the system and following the tools that we provide to you, you could absolutely do this yourself. It will require having a system and a process of checking up on the work of the builder and uh, evaluating the, um, the, the how far the project is, is, is uh, how fast it's progressing every week. And it'll, it'll, it'll mean that you'll have to manage your budget as well. Uh, that's a key part of good project management is every week assessing the spend against the budget. Now, visiting the project assessing the spend, keeping up with the paperwork. This could take you perhaps three to four hours a week. Uh, I would hope that it wouldn't take you more than that length of time. If, however, you think that the project is going to take longer for you to manage than four or five hours a week, and maybe you've got some traveling time to build in as well, then maybe using somebody else as a kind of secondary or deputy project manager might in fact be incredibly helpful. So what is the role of the project manager in a building refurb and uh, why would you consider using one? Well, I think the first thing is that the project manager will understand what the outcome is going to be. So the, the project manager is somebody who will provide vision and direction for the project. They'll give leadership, guidance, advice and should understand the whole process from beginning to end of creating an HMO. Second thing is that they should increase the efficiency. Now, generally, you'll pay an extra 10% for a builder to undertake the project management because of the extra time that it's going to take him to organise the trades and organise the materials. If you were to bring somebody else into the project, equally, I would expect them to charge about 10% of the overall cost of the project. Mm -hmm. But ideally, you would actually find that you would save that money by but what you pay them will be what you'll save off the bottom line of the budget. 
So a good project manager will make sure that you are actually making back that money that you've invested in them. The third thing is to control the scope of the project. It's very easy for projects to get out of hand and to sort of grow like topsy. And, you know, what you thought was going to be a fairly simple refurb suddenly becomes, you know, Buckingham Palace on steroids. So controlling the scope of your project is something that a good project manager will do and will work with the build team to make sure that they're not doing things which are unnecessary or going to add extra cost to the project. They'll also be managing the cost of the project. So as well as uh, controlling how, how far the project goes in terms of the scope, um, they should also be helping with you managing the budget. So you might be very clear about what your budget is, but you also need somebody who's going to be on site and looking at different options for materials in terms of costings and deals and special offers. And the project manager should be going out there and actually looking to see what's available in terms of materials. They'll also be managing the time on the project. Um, ideally, they'll have a project plan, which will be a bit like a Gantt chart, that week by week you see what the activities are that have to happen on that project. And a project manager will keep an eye to make sure that those things are being achieved and being delivered. And a Gantt chart is a very good way of devising the overall process of that project because it shows um, people who have to get their work done before the next set of trades can come in. So what we call dependables. So who, what is dependent on something else happening? And a project manager will be able to plot all of those out in a Gantt chart, in a project plan, and should be the one who's keeping an eye on how that is happening and making changes as and when they're necessary. So they'll also be scheduling the work. They'll be working with the independent tradespeople, um, bringing them in. So, for example, you know, when do you need the plasterer? When do you need the plumber to come in and do the second fix? A project manager will be liaising with all those trades and lining them up so that when the time is ready, they can bring them in, they can do their piece of work and then the next person can come in. They're also going to be dealing with risks. Now, there's always risks in a build project. Uh, things that you haven't spotted, that you haven't put in your specification, things that crop up along the way. For example, we had a building that we were converting into flats and um, halfway through the build on the ground floor, the builder found a big old lead pipe that had obviously been used, I think, for water, but was now out of action. But unfortunately, it was now being, uh, it, it was kind of in the way because we were having to lay some new piping, some new pipework under the floor, and that lead pipe had to then be lifted and completely removed. Now, um, it was absolutely fine, but of course it added to the cost and it added to the time of the project. And the build team couldn't get on with anything else because of what they were doing um, at that time with the lead pipe. It was a bit like a Cluedo mystery <laughs> who was killed in the hall with the lead piping. Um, so, again, a project manager will identify those risks, will, will assess them as they go along and will make changes, therefore, to the budget. They may have to draw on a contingency, which you should always have with your project. And they may be the ones that will say this project is now going to take another 10 days to complete. Or a good project manager should be able to pull back that deadline. So any slippage that does occur because of unforeseen occurrences will be able to pull that back and hopefully still make it on time. You, a good project manager, um, you would hope, would also be dealing with procuring some of the items. 
quite often tradespeople have their preferred suppliers and they may not really be looking around at better deals. Uh, they're used to going to Jusons or they're used to going to Howden's and so they always go there and they get the trade price and they don't quibble and they don't look to getting a discount and they don't pass that on to you. But a project manager should be the one who's really drilling into some of those details and making sure that the, the build materials that are used for the project are really um, the best price that they can be. And if there are special offers or deals on, they should be procuring them for you and using those in the project. Now, sometimes tradespeople uh, don't like that because they maybe um, are able to get a little bit of a profit from buying those materials and they will then charge that to you. So there is a little bit of, um, I suppose, political um, toing and froing that needs to go on between the project manager and the tradespeople if they are counting on that slight extra bit of profit. What I would say is it will save them a lot of time and hassle if your project manager is procuring items for the build. And it's perhaps something you have to negotiate uh, between either yourself or the project manager will have to negotiate with the tradespeople to understand if that is their position. A project manager should also communicate with stakeholders. That's number nine on my list. So they need to be the person who's proactively phoning you. Uh, you're, the, you're what would be called a project sponsor in project management terms. So you're sponsoring the project and you are also the owner of the project. So you want your project manager to report back to you about how the project is going, uh, how it's, um, you know, how the progress is coming on, what are the risks, what are the issues, how much has been spent and uh, how, what other decisions need to be made. There'll be certain points along that procurement path and along the project path where you'll have to make decisions like what kind of kitchen you want, what kind of blinds you want, uh, the, the, the colour scheme for the property, the carpets, etc. And a project manager will be warning you in advance of when those decisions need to be made. And finally, number 10 is a project manager will close the project. And this is something I've, I see often gets missed in build projects because, uh, you know, we're so excited that our HMO is now up and running and it's all ready that we kind of forget that actually this project needs to be closed off. We need to make sure that everything has been snagged. We need to test all the utilities and make sure they all work. We need to make sure that all the all the um, the white goods are, are operating. We need to make sure that all the plug sockets work. We need to make sure that all the aerial sockets work. Everything in the building should be finally tested before the final bill to the builder is paid. And there should also be some mind to uh, slight repairs and you know improvements because it might be that the quality of the build hasn't quite hit. The, the standard that you require. Again, this should all be laid out at the beginning of the project. There shouldn't be any surprises at this, this stage. And in your specification, you will guide the builder as to the standard you're looking for. And that's really in the first stage of procuring the builder. But a project manager will use that guide to assess whether the, the quality has been met and whether there are any changes or upgrades or additional work that needs to be done. Quite often we find at the end of a project that again, the builder is rushing off, they want to come to the next project, they don't like doing the snags, they don't like finishing things off. But a project manager needs to keep an eye on that and make sure that things are done. 
There's nothing worse than the builder leaving site, taking all the tools, the joiner going, uh, nobody being available and suddenly finding that two of your bedroom fire doors don't close properly and maybe the locks don't fit quite well. Well, that's a major issue because um, when you are coming to get your HMO license, if the fire safety system doesn't work properly, and that includes the fire doors closing properly, then you won't get your license. So um, understanding those risks along the project, uh, along the, the project timeline are very important that a project manager does that. So I think you can see the role of the project manager in a refurb is a very important role. And it might be that you've got experience of running projects and feel that this is something you can competently and confidently undertake. However, it might be something that you've perhaps been on your first HMOs a little bit above your head, or you might be working full time and have other commitments, or your HMO might be a long way from where you live, in which case you might think, actually, I don't want to run this project myself. I want to bring somebody in. So choosing a good project manager, you want to be looking for somebody who's got experience, who understands the build process and who has a good knowledge and understanding of costs and materials for a project such as the one you're going to undertake. The builder can be ideal for this, but I would be asking to see evidence of other projects they've undertaken. And I'd also like to know what their methodology was. That's a long word, isn't it? <laughs> Not a word we perhaps often think about when we come to build projects, but actually having a methodology in other words, how are they going to manage that project week by week, month by month? How are they going to report to you? How are they going to keep in touch with you? When are they going to write to you and ask you for decisions? That's part of the process of understanding their mindset as a project manager. It is quite a high level skill and not everybody has it. Not everybody is good at it. So if you don't have faith that your builder can do it and you're not sure that you can do it, then finding a third party who can is probably the answer. So I hope that this has helped you to kind of weigh up the pros and cons of uh, using a project manager, what their role should be and how you can do it if you have the confidence and you feel you've got the competence to do it. Um, I, I think it's more than capable, it's, you know, you're, you are more than capable of doing this. Uh, it is more than possible for anybody to do this. Um, I started off being a terrible project manager, but slowly grew in confidence and working with the builder. That helped me a great deal to understand the process of a build. And using simple tools that we provide on the mentoring program, um, those are tools that we use today in our business to manage any build project that we undertake. And that helps us to be much more um, in control of the project to make sure that it finishes on time and on budget so we can get it rented out and start making money. So I hope this has helped you. Please uh, do ask any questions. If there's anything else I can help you with on project management, get in touch. Thank you. The first mystery word is bed. Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast. If you'd like to know more about how you can create a profitable HMO business, please visit our website, hmosuccess.co.uk, to find out more. We have plenty of free tools and information for you there, and also on our Facebook group, The Ultimate HMO Success System. We look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks for listening.